It's a wonderful proclamation, isn't it, by the shepherds? Do not be afraid. Listen, I bring you news of great joy, a joy to be shared by the whole people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. Amen. We thank you, Lord. I ask you to speak to our hearts this night your good news. We praise your name. I guess if I was to go out onto the streets today and ask people what would be the thing about the world that you would worry most about and what you think the world needs most at this time, I wouldn't be surprised if quite a number of people would say, peace. After all, we've seen how only about a couple of weeks ago, 20 Coptic Christians were blown up in a bomb in Egypt, in a beautiful church there that got partially destroyed. We've seen an ambassador uh, shot dead. We all saw that. We've seen where a truck in Germany drove straight into a mob of people and at least nine people dead. All acts of terror and reminding us of a world of great violence. And on this day, we want to proclaim peace. We know in Melbourne, even, guys have been arrested who had the intent of blowing a number of public places up with bombs at Christmas time in particular. But this is a time of, of peace. And we know too that in our families and other people's families, we know maybe more so, there can be violence as well. Violence of words and uh, violence maybe sometimes even physically, unfortunately. We know that's a growing problem in the Australian society. And we know too how it's very hard for people to maintain their marriages that so often they break down and quite oftentimes quite violently. So we live in that sort of world and all the more reason why tonight we should proclaim peace. The peace that comes from God. Because maybe there's people here, and certainly there would be, I guess, um, all of us to some degree, find even within our own selves there's anxieties that we find difficult to still. There's storms within us. Some suffer the darkness of depression. Others uh, from self-hate, guilt or shame or something that can tear us down inside our souls and we need peace. Peace is something that's a cry from the heart of most people today. And so we can today proclaim Jesus, who is, as the first reading said, the Prince of Peace. The name given to him will be Wonder Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Wide is his dominion, in a peace that has no end. A peace that is eternal. And we know that the angels were singing to the, to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest and peace to all people. 
feast on this earth to all people who are under God's favour. This is the gift of Christmas. It's the gift of Christ himself. Paul says that Christ is our peace between us if we turn to him. You know, in that Gospel, we're told at the very beginning that it was Caesar Augustus who issued the decree. He was the emperor of the time. And Caesar Augustus considered himself to be the saviour. That's, we can find inscriptions of the day where under his image he was called Soter, saviour. And he was also called the one who will bring universal peace. Now we know that the Roman Empire didn't bring that as promised, even though they adored him. They adored the wrong one. We come here to the one who is the saviour, the true saviour, the only saviour, Jesus. God who has become man in a small child in Bethlehem. We come to him and we adore him. And we acknowledge him as the true saviour and the one who will bring universal peace. Now every other kingdom in the world that's ever tried to present itself as doing that has failed. There's only one kingdom that does that, it's not the kingdom of this earth. It's the kingdom that's taken hold on this earth through this child in Bethlehem. It's the kingdom of God. And so that's what we proclaim tonight. That the prophecy of Isaiah has been fulfilled. And to the degree that human beings open their hearts to Jesus, then this peace will come to the earth. You see, Jesus didn't come like any emperor, like any sort of uh, great powerful figure. He came in humility because pride had to be overcome. It's pride that causes our problems and divides us as human beings, whether it's at the family level or whether it's at the national level or the international level. It's pride. How is it to be overcome? By the humility of God. The humility of God who came to us not in a palace or not in, with force of arms and with an iron fist, now he came to us in humility and in poverty in a stable in Bethlehem. And the poverty was important too because behind most of the violence in the world there's a love for riches, a love for money. Now so much is driven by that in one way or another. That's the deep core in the human heart. Now one of the scriptures says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And if God was to overcome evil in the world, he had to come as the poor one born in a stable, uh, not uh, a palace, uh, and laid in a manger which was like a feeding trough for animals. And yet he's the king of peace. You see, because his way is different, his way is of humility, and his way is of love, and his way is of poverty. His way too is by identifying with the poorest of the poor, the sort of outcast of this world. That's the story of Bethlehem as well. It was the fringe dwellers who came. First of all, they became fringe dwellers because they were shut out from the inn. Joseph and Mary and Jesus as a child, they were shut out. And remember, it was David's hometown. But they were pushed aside onto the edge 
into a cave where the stable would have been, the cave most likely, uh, and that's where the Saviour was to be born. As an outcast on the edge of things, that's how he was put to death too. As an outcast, as a robber, as a criminal, uh, with two other robbers uh, on Calvary outside of the city. This is the way of Jesus, the way he has come to us. Just to lighten it up a bit, I, I remember some years ago where a teacher was um, teaching her class and she was teaching them how to sing Silent Night. You know how Silent Night goes, Silent Night, Holy Night, Round Yon Virgin, Mother and Child, all that sort of thing, right? And so anyway, she was teaching them this, uh, this beautiful song. And after that, she got them to draw a picture of the, the crib and, and what it was like in Bethlehem. And then she went around looking at the various pictures that the kids were drawing. And one of the kids had a nice sort of Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Then over at the edge of the page, out of the scene almost, there was this fat little boy that, that he'd driven. Drawn, drawn. You know, it was just a fat little boy, big tummy, and, and a smiling face. Uh, well, he had a sad face, actually. And um, she said, who's that? You know, because this is Joseph, and this is Mary, and, and this is Jesus, and who's that one? He said, oh, well, that's round John Virgin. <laughs> and round John Virgin wasn't looking very happy, because, like, he was out of the scene. And that's really... The, says something about because that's that's how Jesus, why Jesus came. He came, came from around the Virgin. It's a bit awkward, a bit out of things, on the edges, marginalised. There's a lot of people like that in the society, and they're the ones you see. If we have the heart of Jesus, uh, as we see from the stable in Bethlehem. If we have His heart, then we'll be reaching out very much to the round young, young uh, virgins of this world. <laughs> to um, bring them in and make them feel at home where they're meant to be at home. Uh, and I think that's a mystery of the way we're meant to be peacemakers in many ways. Because every person's dignity needs to be respected. No matter how you look or whatever, no matter how successful you are, no matter what sort of uh, a career you've had or haven't had, no matter what family you belong to, no matter what status you've got in society, or whatever, every person has equal dignity and value in the eyes of God. And I think that's the secret to being peacemakers, that we would be deeply convinced of this. That when God became a human being, yes, He became a human being for you, but He also came, became a human being for every person out there in, in the prison just down the road. He became a human being for everyone who's down there in Sydney shooting up from drugs or whatever, you know. He became one of us to be with us in our most desperate situations and to affirm us first of all in our dignity, our personal dignity and worth and value. So the shepherds who came to adore the Lord, they were actually fringe dwellers in those days. The shepherds were the really poor people in the society. They didn't have a particular place to live. They, they actually dwelt with the sheep, you know. And they smelt like the sheep. And so, like, they were the ones. 
who came to adore Jesus first. It wasn't accidental in the plan of God, I think. I think it was actually part of the way in which God was wanting to speak to us of who he is and what he wanted to do with us as humanity. He wants to bring us back to that place of peace. Now he won reconciliation for us when he hung on the cross for our sake. He rose from the dead, he spoke those beautiful words. first words he spoke to the apostles were, Peace be with you. Because he'd been into all of our mess and all of our rottenness and sinfulness, he'd been took it upon himself on the cross, and now risen, he's able to bring peace. That's why Jesus came. He came to bring us peace. And so let's welcome the peace. Let's, let's bow down before the Saviour tonight and let his peace enter our hearts. Now, and let, let him really win us again by the gentleness of his approach to us. Let his gentleness win us over. Because there's so much violence in the world. Let's look upon this Bethlehem journey here. Let's look upon this scene and see the gentleness of God. See the way he has come to win us by his love. And allow yourself to be won over. And pray for the world in which we live, where violence is escalating all around us. That this world, which has lost the sense of God, seems to have lost Jesus. Oftentimes, terrible deeds are done in the name of God, but it's not God at all. Now, the God who has revealed himself in Jesus Christ, if we're truly living according to his way, we'll be peacemakers. We'll be able to breathe and peace to others and bring forgiveness and reconciliation, even in our families, in our relationships, in the world at large. So yes, let the first words that you speak, as Jesus said to his apostles, let the first words that you speak, let your whole attitude and your whole way of dealing with people be, peace be with you. Peace be to this house. Let's be true peacemakers at this Christmas time and right through our lives. You know, Francis of Assisi, who knew this way of humility and poverty, used to just greet people with Pax et bonum, peace and goodness be upon you. The peace of God and the goodness of God be with you. That's what we want to bring to others, that our lives speak of that. Now Paul, when he wrote his letters, he always began with simply that word to welcome or to really address the, the beginnings of his letter, he'd say, peace and grace and peace. Caris Kairani. Grace and peace be upon you. And so let's be people who are full of grace and, and full of peace. Open your heart to Jesus. If there's anger in your heart, then forgive someone who has hurt you, or if that's the cause of the anger. Or if your anger is just sort of one of those rages that goes on, then turn to the living God, ask him to give you a gentle heart. Ask him to set you free. So you can know his humility within you. Know, his, know your own poverty and yet utter need for him to fill you with his love. So we do pray, Lord Jesus, at this time, you who are the Prince of Peace, that we may become peacemakers, that our actions even though there may be only small actions, be like ripples that go out from us to the whole world and that will change the face of the world because we've taken on you, Lord Jesus, 
And we want to live according to your purpose and your way and your plan for the world, which is a plan for peace. In Jesus' name.